The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. So welcome. A quick turnaround. We are just working our fingers to the bone for you folks. I think we just did a podcast a couple days ago. So we're, we're trying, trying to we're trying. we're trying to fit a lot in between now and football season to get us ready and to get you ready. No, I'm so, ready. Joe, shut up. <laughs> so um, uh, some more news than I would have expected uh, at this time of the year, I guess, kind of, not really, maybe a little bit. Um, so some bad, let's do the bad news first, get the bad news out of the way. Okay. All right. All right. Let's got three, that, yeah. got three bad things of bad news, which I mm. mean, it's terrible, right? Ed Hendricks, uh, he's been suffering injury. He's been ruled out indefinitely and is, is seeking additional options. This is his third injury that he suffered since arriving in 2018, uh, it is reportedly these injuries by Stephen Bailey, reportedly, uh, Syracuse.com, it's, they've all occurred on the same leg. So, um, you know, that's such so unfortunate. I mean, I guess it's, you know, he went down in the training camp. So Yeah. Uh, well, and a lot of it comes down to whether or not it was contact or non-contact. You're always afraid of those non-contact injuries where guys – tear something just off a cutting or just running without any, you know, type of force on them or a tackle or anything. So um, we really don't know what it is, but it might be time for him to really, you know, take some time. I mean, I don't want to say away from the team, but he's going to have to take some time to really make sure that they figure out what's up with the leg. Obviously there's something not right. Right. Yeah. And take as much time as you can. The kid's still young. He's retro freshman. So, Take take however much time you can, physical therapy, whatever you have to do to get that leg stronger to be able to come out and actually a- attempt to, you know, ho- hopefully it's not a career-ending thing and he just needs to actually, you it know. It made it sound really bad, but, like, right, you know, it happened in training camp. So, I mean, I guess we don't know exactly what it is, obviously, but I hope that maybe towards the end of the season or maybe, you know, something i mean he was gonna get some he was gonna get some burn this year probably so um yeah it's just too bad man you know I well, guess. it's too bad based upon everything we heard going into you know spring football last year and everything and then he ended up getting hurt in the off season. and again it's just one of those guys that you know had talent but you just can't see it because you just can't stay on the field uh so and Take as much time as you can. I don't care if it's this year, if it's next, next year. year. Yeah. yeah, take the time to get your, Make sure your body right. ready. Yeah. 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 So uh, some more news on that front that's a little disappointing. Jake Pickard, uh, defensive end, mm. 
Uh, he's been medically disqualified due to an unresolved injury. So redshirt senior, he appeared in just one game over the last two years. He as well, leg issues, knee issues uh, to be exact. He played in 10 games as a redshirt freshman in 2016. He, um, he recorded 11 tackles. But unfortunately, uh, he's that's going to be probably the end of the road for him. So um, that same thing happened to our buddy Tyler. He was medically disqualified too. So yeah, uh, same yeah, position it as well. With concussions and other things, yeah. right? So yeah. I mean, I just hope that this isn't the road that has eventually happens to Ed Hendricks. Uh, I mean, I remember Pickard coming out. He was. I mean, I think I believe that we stole him from uh, Michigan. Uh, oh, one yeah. of the first last or last days in in signing before signing day. So, uh, he was kind of one of the bigger recruits. And ever since his, that retro freshman year that you just talked about, he's pretty much had either shoulder problems or knee problems. And it just, I'm hoping that that's not the route that Ed Hendricks goes. I know the Pickards, he's taking the time to rehab and it just comes back and he just gets injured. So who knows if he's going to get another chance for maybe one more year eligibility somewhere else. But, um, you know, just I, I hate seeing this, especially when you never get to see some kids' full potential, you know. I know it sucks. It sucks because, um, you know, they're just young kids, too, and they're out there they're abusing themselves a little bit. But, you know, um, you wait for these guys to play. We knew about his injuries and same thing with Ed. And you just want them to come out and play and enjoy themselves, basically. And, you know, I mean, stuff happens, but that's unfortunate. Right. Uh, John, yeah, John Bolajak, last piece of bad news. So he is not going to get to travel with the team to Italy due to visa issues. And it is, it is either one of two things from what I've read. And it is either that Italy's not going to admit him into Italy or that if he leaves the United States, he's not going to get to come back. So the university did everything they could and they couldn't, you know, find a way to work it out. And, you know, that's unfortunate for him. He's going to he's going to be a little bit behind the ball uh, coming into coming out of the, the the trip to Europe. But on the other hand, if there's a silver lining, I guess Jesse Edwards will will uh, be there to get some experience and be on the court. But uh, again, it sucks, you know, out of his control. So uh, those rules are really, you know, I read somewhere that it could, these players could uh, have to have up to four visas while they are in school playing here in the United States. Right. So, um, you know. Yeah, sometimes it's difficult. And again, it does. Uh, I was looking forward to having everyone there to be able to see. I know. Now you got Dolajai out, John Bolajak out. Yeah, I mean, we know what Dolzak can do. He's going to be a contributor yeah. either way. But this kind of gives, again, Sidibe, he's been there, and he's going to he's gonna be on the court. He's going to get playing time. So, again, I thought all along it was basically who was going to get the leg up in center between Jesse Edwards or John Bolzak and whether or not they'd even be able to throw in Sidibe. Now it looks like Jesse Edwards is going to be the only one to have that chance. And, again, he's kind of that dark horse that everyone's been talking about. Um so maybe that extra time will, like you said, be a little bit of a silver lining. But it's definitely going to put John Ball, um, Jacques, uh, behind the eight ball. And uh, again, with those four Italy uh, games, and then we have the two exhibitions. But then you're talking, you know, we don't have Cornell or Colgate week one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the first game, you know, we're playing Virginia and we have you know, two more or two less non-conference games, so to speak. So. And we have some tough ones. 
So it's going to be tough for him to catch up. It's, um, and again, it's it's bad news. Not as bad as the other news. You know, at least it's not an injury. But either way, uh, I feel like a lot of our depth and a lot of what Beheim is going to decide, especially early on in the season, is going to come out of that Italy trip. Yeah, I know. That's what sucks. So, mm-hmm. uh, all right. The last thing. This is some good news. Eric Dungey's coming back. Eric oh, Dungey what? is he back. Has another year. He's coming back to Syracuse. Uh, He's going back to school. He's going to finish his degree. He's going to get his accounting degree. He's going to finish it up. And, well, I mean, everything's great. Except for he's not going to play football. But what he is going to do is you get to hear him on TK99. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, allegedly. You you will get to hear him on TK99. And you'll also get to hear him on ESPN Radio with Brent Axe on his show on the block. And Gomez and Lisa in the morning. Uh, they're gonna. He's gonna have weekly segments on both of those shows, and he's also going to co-host pre and post game coverage for the stations while um, he's finishing up his classes. So that's nice. kind of that's cool, right? Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, it's gonna help those guys. Kudos for those companies to do that because Dungey's just gonna bring. Oh, he's, he's going to drive some traffic. clicks. He's going to drive. Oh yeah, he's going to drive traffic for so, sure. And he'll be around the the program still. I'm sure he'll be out there helping. Um, to hopefully, maybe he'll be able to be on the sidelines for Devito. Um, who knows how far that's going to extend? But either way, um, you know, definitely, <laughs> it's funny that he's going to be back. Hopefully, it doesn't happen in a negative way. Hopefully, Devito's not sitting here like, "Well, this guy just get out get of here, the hell out of here, man! <laughs> Let me have my damn team for crying out loud!" <laughs> now he's going to talk about me. <laughs> yeah, he's going to he's going to be analyzing everybody now, and every you know you know the guys are going to listen, so uh, he'll toe the line uh, anyway. But. It's oh, fine. yeah, well, I mean, that's just us having a little fun with it. I don't think it's going to be the case whatsoever, no. you know, La Familia, you know what I mean? So Yeah, by the way, last episode, latest episode of La Familia out. I, I, I'm i a horrible fan. I'm a horrible fan. I haven't watched it yet, so <laughs> I didn't do my homework, which is, which, which is why I'll watch it tonight, which is why I didn't mention it. But uh, it is out, so go check it out. We are going to have a little fun with a poll. We are going to have a little fun with some some Joe's training camp report. And then we're gonna do we're gonna go over the running backs. But first, we got to hear from the good folks over at SeatGeek and MyBookie. Football season is approaching, but you know what season never ends? That is the ticket want season. We want tickets year round, so why not go to SeatGeek if you have not yet? Go to, download the app to your phone. Go to their website. What it's going to do is it'll scan the web for the best deals on tickets to your favorite games, concerts, or shows. It'll rate them on a scale of 0 to 10. It'll let, them, let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. Not only will it rate them with numbers, but it'll rate them with colors. Okay? So if you don't understand numbers, listen up. A green dot. That marks a great deal. A yellow dot, that's a good deal. And a red dot, that's not so good of a deal. But if you are desperate and you have to bite on the red dot, I got something else for you. Use promo code ACAA at checkout and get 20 bucks off your first purchase. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead. Go to SeatGeek. Use promo code ACAA at checkout. Get 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event, and we have the tickets. It is also approaching football season. As I mentioned, Antonio Brown is with my Raiders. Le'Veon Bell is with the Jets. Odell Beckham is in Cleveland. 
the one thing that hasn't changed, and that's where I'm putting my money on all these games, and that's my bookie. They are the place to bet on football every weekend. My bookie has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000, and it only costs $100 to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash cash prize pool. Now remember, I would only recommend a service that's been good to me, to all of you. So go to my bookie. Uh, That's where I put my money down. That's where Joe's put his money down. You win, they pay. My bookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They got the most rewarding player perks in the business. And all for all you fancy guys and gals out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fancy points a player will score each game. Join now and get up to 200 bucks in free bets. Use promo code QS25 to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code QS25 when creating your account to claim the free bonus. Bet, win, get paid. Thank you to SeatGeek and MyBookie. We did a poll, and that poll went a little something like this. And we got a little fan feedback on it. Is it poll time? Yeah, it's poll time, right? No, it's training camp time. It's training camp time, Joe. You didn't stop me. So, besides the injuries, Joe, besides the injuries at training camp, um, what kind of news we got coming out of there? There's some offense. Well, let's start here. Let's start here. Babers wasn't there the first day of practice. We now know why. We didn't get to talk about that, right? So, you're on mute. Yep. <laughs> there he is. There he is. <laughs> it's going down the tubes fast, folks. And I apologize. Such a long read. It was such a long read. <laughs> so much to do. I know. I know. So um, we didn't get to talk about Babers. He went to his mom's birthday party like a good yeah. son would do on her 80th birthday. Been 30 years since he'd, since he'd been to her birthday. Or seen her on her birthday, at least, right? So no, we yeah, know yeah. why he wasn't there on Friday. We've got that. We've got the injury news. Um, and then they, some offensive line shifts. So what's going on, Joe? What'd you gather on the interwebs, uh, buddy? Well, they finally had, you know, allowed uh, media to talk. And obviously, we know why media wasn't allowed to talk the first day. Uh, I actually, going back to that Babers thing, I thought it was real cool that he actually, you know, ask the team for permission you know he's that kind of guy making sure he's going to ask the team for permission and uh also uh you know with the whole team knowing you know it's amazing that that story didn't come out any sooner um so i just thought altogether yeah, was, that just that just proves how much it, yeah. of a family you know yeah. that's that's internal stuff with how many people i mean that's got to be 100 plus people that could have said something that's respect that's what that is well, that's respect, but it's also it proves what he's building. It proves that it's, oh, it's legit. It's real, you know. And so I love that, and I love just how that whole thing went down. Um, they also had um, talked to Tommy DeVito, uh, and he he was just carrying himself well. Um, just more and more, the, the farther we go, and the more I, I actually hear him talk from ACC day to to the other day, uh, I just get more and more confident in, in, in him and the fact that he's actually going to be a good leader and be able to, to take this thing over. So uh, those were the first couple things. Um, the next thing that I saw, I saw Mikel Jones when we run 4-3, when we go three linebacker sets, he's running with the starters, Lakeem Williams and uh, Andrew Armstrong, which I think is pretty telling. 
Uh, there's been a lot of other articles, you know, sorry, Syracuse.com, especially today, had a bunch about um, the linebacker core and that, you know, Babers doesn't think we're going to have to worry about linebackers after this year because he thinks that, again, like what we talked about, that there's a solid core yeah. underneath these two seniors that are probably going to contribute most this year. And then those guys are going to be mainstays for the next two or three years. So um, there's a little bit of that that I'm excited about. Uh, and also today, uh, basically the offensive line. Um, when I saw what they were talking about, the uh, the ones and who they were starting with, they had um, Sam Heckle at center and they had right guard. They had that Darius Tisdale, who's that junior college uh, guy that we got. Uh, and then at right tackle, I believe they had Cervase. And then they had... Evan Adams at left tackle, or sorry, left guard, and then they had Ryan Alexander, that uh, graduate transfer from South Alabama, over on left tackle. So that's what they started with. That's what they were running with. Uh, today, also, Syracuse.com reported that Sam Heckel was out with an undisclosed injury, and uh, so they did a little bit of shuffling, and they took uh, retro freshman uh, Carlos Federello and moved him over to right tackle and moved Cervase to center. So uh, that's a little bit of insight of how at least the offensive line's looking right now, but again, only day five. So, um, you know, there's definitely going to be more to come. And again, like we talked about, we're kind of rolling through these episodes, try to get people ready, uh, get hyped for the, for the season because, you know, the expectations are high. So uh, I know they got their first scrimmage, um, I think inner squad scrimmage or their team scrimmage this Saturday. So, um, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of highlights and plenty of um, plenty of stories through there. Let's just hope that we uh, knock on wood and get through injury free. But uh, speaking about highlights, did you see those highlights from uh, Courtney Jackson and Tristan Court- Jackson? Yeah, I posted those on the socials, so you can go check them out. I did look. Here's why I posted them on Facebook and Instagram by screen recording. I gave credit. But there was no way, there was no way to share there, so that's why I do that sometimes. They only had it on Twitter, and I couldn't find it on. I don't know if it came up later on Facebook, but anyway, that was right. that was Stephen Bailey's cell phone footage. Yeah, and they tweeted it out at Syracuse.com on Twitter, so I've recorded it and put it on Facebook and everything. But just right. the one-handed grab by Courtney Jackson. Amazing. Looks like obviously they're working on the corner of the end zone, maybe. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, yep. Uh, I mean, and that's yeah, and isn't Tristan that where Jackson. Tristan Jackson caught the caught the pass last year in the bowl game, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And Tristan Jackson, he caught one, a good one against uh, Chris Frederick. Yeah. Right over top uh, of him. Same day. Yeah. So, you know, you're watching that kind of stuff is definitely definitely interesting, and seeing some of the pictures. I'll tell you what, maybe it was just the angle. I don't know. I mean, but that's another thing that I wish, you know, our podcast with Tyler. One of the things that I actually saw through some of the pictures, um, scrolling through, you know, Syracuse.com and some of the other articles and some other, uh, you know, inside the Loud House, stuff like that. um, You see just pictures of players and you get to actually see how much bigger they look. And I saw one the other day and Sean Riley, to me, I don't know if it's just the angle, but he looked jacked. And I mean, I'm not, I don't know, but so that, that's, again, I wish that's something that I remembered when we did Tyler Morona and the three things, you know, yeah, Tyler Morona's podcast of the three things, but just the, how the players are going to look through another year of strength and conditioning, uh, well, because some of those pictures, boy, he's listed five, eight, one seventy. Do you look five, eight, one seventy? Do you ah, see it's tough? Cause you can't really tell the height. Cause you do know how well, you short know the he height is. though. He is short. He's short. Right. But I mean, I'm talking right. about muscle mass. 170. I don't know, man. I mean, his I'm, upper body. His he looked like he had 
his arms are bigger than. I mean, I'm just really? saying. I, well, yeah, that's what that's I thought about like Devito again. earlier in the, the season. Huh? Yeah, that's what I thought about Devito earlier in the season when he was in the weight room. Yeah, Devito and Cisco looks bigger too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, and the other thing too uh, that I read again uh, today in um, Syracuse.com as well. Obviously, they have great footage. Um, guys over there, but helps to have access uh, like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it would start with living in the state or the city. Right? Only costs like you, you fourteen ninety nine a month, and it can all hey, be hey, yours. Man. <laughs> hey man, don't knock the hustle, bro. <laughs> People are buying. <laughs> I'm just saying they. Uh, the one news that also came out, and this is another thing I think that goes towards the um, confidence that Babers has in some of these younger linebackers, is basically uh, Terrell Richards. He's going to mix him in a little bit with linebacker, and he's going to mix him in a little bit with defensive end, but he's just such a, an athlete and a playmaker that, that Babers, I mean, he called him a utility player, and everybody's just going to use him wherever, whenever, however they can. So, Yeah, man, cool. That's a lot of good news coming out of training camp. Well done. Joe, leave it up to my good buddy Joe. He's always no. I mean, you got all the bad. You got all the bad news out earlier. It's a little bit easier for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So uh, we did we did the poll, and uh, which orange newcomer do you think will have the biggest impact on the offense this season? And we're gonna do the defense coming up, but we were we're kind of working on the offensive positions right now. So. I had in there Ryan Alexander, Abdul Adams, Courtney Jackson, or Tristan Jackson. And with 7% Ryan Alexander, but I got some comments on Ryan Alexander. Uh, Mm. I got uh, Courtney Jackson at 10%. I don't know if a lot of people know who Courtney Jackson is yet, but you got Abdul Adams at 33%. And Tristan Jackson. Yeah, I know. Tristan Jackson takes it with 50%. So I actually went, I actually went Abdul Adams because. I'm sticking with my theme, but the wide receiver core is so talented. It's going to be tough, just like the running backs. I feel like it's going right. to be tough for really someone to really, really stand out. But that's why I went Ryan Alexander. <laughs> oh, you did see that was tough when I went to go. When I went to go, now I just voted from a from another account, but because I can't, <sighs> you can't, you can't vote from the Cuse Militia account. I won't let you. Right, you can't vote on your own. You made poll. the poll, right? So, um. When I got to when I posted it and I looked at it and I always wait a little while to see you know wait for like fifty votes and then I can see where I where I come up on the on the scale there because you can't see it till after you do it but I was right. I was looking at it, I'm like man it's actually kind of a tough poll it's right. probably a tougher poll and and I'm surprised Ryan Alexander only got seven percent actually because we had some we had some comments uh, at. Cuse Orange 44, Cuse Orangeman 44, Ryan Alexander may have a huge impact, but it won't be easy to measure. Now, right. very true, because it's no, not going to show up on the stat sheet. Right, and that's everybody is obviously, you know, chicks dig the long ball, people like the touchdowns and the people scoring them, you know, stuff like that. That's kind of, you know, the mentality around sports. So when you get to a, a guy like an offensive lineman, a lot of times they don't get a lot of the glory and those aren't the guys that people are going to pick out, you know, and, uh, realistically, when you look at the poll and you look at that stuff, I think it does come down to probably a lot of just like you said, maybe people looking at an offensive lineman is insignificant, or maybe like what you said with Courtney Jackson, maybe they just don't know him yet because Abdul Adams and Tristan Jackson, both obviously they the big talks with transfers, transfers and they used sure. to be four stars, but then yeah. they both scored touchdowns in the bowl game. So yeah, yeah, I mean, people know him. 
And right. they made up, what, 83%? So that makes a little bit more sense. But again, that comment makes great sense, too, because realistically, he could be the anchor that gets this offensive line closer to what it was last year to allow us to even be in the position to do what we did last year. At Sackmaster52, this guy's a Sackmaster. He's self-glorified Sackmaster. Nice. Either, yeah, hey, man, someone's got to do it, right? It's yeah. either Alexander or Tristan. Uh, Adams will split a lot of carries. All will make a positive impact. I love Courtney, but next year he will crack the top three wide receivers. I voted Tristan because, uh, but if I could split with Alexander, I would. And that's kind of where I was. Yeah. You know, I mean, right. with, with Abdul Adams and Ryan Alexander. So, and I love Tristan Jackson. I think Tristan Jackson's already a star, in my opinion. <sighs> I, 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 is that going I'm too not, far? I is that going to too doubt far? Something, but I'd like to see it first, other than just one game. You know what I mean? I know, I, mean, I, I know. But obviously, obviously, Coach has seen enough to put him in. I mean, he was able to practice with him last year. He just didn't get to play. Right, right, right. So, well, yeah, it was pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just—is he going to step up and take that role of like? I, I don't know if he's going to be able to step up and take the role, but. And I mean, where does he where does he start on the field? Come Liberty, you know yeah. what I mean. Well, too. I mean, he'll probably be the starter right now. But again, I think you're also seeing somewhat of a transition. And I mean, I don't know what it's going to be like this year because obviously we're going to have a different quarterback, so it's going to be a little bit different of a system of play calling. But as you watched through Dungey, it was like we had to get Amba the towel as a graduate senior to come in and kind of be the guy. Then the next year, Irv Phillips and Ishmael stepped up. But it was like, as you can see, our depth is getting so good now to the point where, like, we're not even – we don't need that guy to be the 1,000-yard guy. Right. You know what I mean? We just have so many different options that it's all going to be spread around. So, again, is Trishan Jackson just going to be all spread around and kind of have numbers just like Taj Harris and Sean Riley, or is he going to jump up and be the Amba Adesau of the team? And I think that's where he would win this poll. At number one Q's fan, I don't know. I don't know. Self-glorified again. I'm not sure. But definitely <sighs> Tristan Jackson. So, yeah, I mean, Tristan Jackson, he's going to be popular, man. At Oil Q's, same thing. Tristan Jackson, without a doubt, so that's it. That was a great poll. We're going to do the defensive yeah. one um, coming up. And you would think that this show is over because it's almost time for it to be over. It's almost time. But but wait, there's more. There's more, what? right, Joe? Yes, there's more for oh, free. Oh, man, I got to go. For free. <laughs> Just for free, you guys. There's more. All right, running backs. Let's start from the back. Now, listen, if you didn't listen to the last podcast, you can just hit the rear end of that thing and get the quarterbacks. We talked yeah. a little bit about quarterbacks. Pretty pretty small list. Uh, you can yeah. go back. I think it was maybe five, seven minutes. But um, we're going to work our ways to the to the uh, wide receivers, which is might take a day and a half. So... <sighs> So Garrison Johnson, I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the the um, new faces first, I think, and then yeah. uh, we'll move on. Garrison Johnson, freshman, 5'10", 230 pounds. He chose Syracuse based on one thing mainly, and that was he spent a season at Manville High School 
with Kirk Martin in in who is the quarterbacks coach. So there's a re- little bit of a relationship there. He's the heaviest running back by 23 pounds. But is he going to get any kind of burn on this on this long list of running backs, Joe? Even in a short yardage situation or anything? I mean, how do you see it? Sit Barring back and injury, probably not this year. Right. And that just only plays to the depth of what we have. Uh, and I don't think, you know, just so that people aren't confused, he didn't just get a scholarship to Syracuse because he used to have a high school coach that coaches here now. Uh, he actually is good enough to play here. Talent's there. And it's just basically one of those things where I can I can see him – basically red shirting and but with the rule being able to play up to four games uh he'll still get in probably a little bit here a little bit there whether it's special teams or a couple carries and some garbage time uh but i don't think that again barring some crazy injuries babers isn't going to blow his uh red shirt year this year based just because of our depth yeah absolutely but some of the special team stuff could get a little you know can get a little bit of that going at first you know so right um the other fresh face uh, Jawar Jordan, freshman 5'9", 167, laser time 4'37 and 40 uh, last spring. Uh, in the spring scrimmage, speaking of the spring, he tallied 56 yards and a touchdown on five carries. So, Yeah, I think he caught one too. Did he really? Uh, yeah, he's Not very sure. versatile. And again, he's going to be that guy that Babers is going to find a ways to get this guy the ball. Just like Sean Riley early in his career and the playmakers that we've had, um, he's got too much athletic ability and speed. He's got game breaker speed um, to keep off the field the whole game. So again, I see him definitely carving out some type of role. I just think that he's just way too talented not to. Uh, and I mean, it's just that's that. I mean, he's small. He's a small guy. He's never going to be a guy that's going to be able to run through the tackles consistently for 15 plus carries a game. But he can definitely be that little trick play guy going out screen passes, who knows, going out in motion to the slot. But at the end of the day, he's a playmaker and um, he's a true freshman. And Babers is uh, I would be very, very surprised. Let's put it this way. If he didn't see the field or if he didn't have a certain amount of touches or plays that were meant to get him the ball per game. You don't see a red shirt in his future. I don't. Okay. I really, really don't. Unless, barring, again, some kind of freak injury or something, like I just don't see a way that he doesn't play over four games. Okay. Yeah, that's good news. I like that. Um, all right. Markenzie Pierre, redshirt sophomore, 5'11", 214. Uh, he did make use out of the NCAA's four-game redshirt rule last yep. year, and he took eight carries for 36 yards, so he got a little bit of burn there uh, yep. coming back. So redshirted. How do you see it, Joe? That's all I got, buddy. Yeah, well, this is the guy that <laughs> they were kind of looking at. When, his, when he was his true freshman year, he came in pretty much, his body was was ready. Uh, it was whether he was going to be able to do all the other little things, you know, um, pass block, be able to figure plays out, tell the line what to do because the, the running back has a huge, huge, uh, huge, huge obligation as far as being able to tell the uh, offensive linemen what to do and what what blocking scheme they're going and everything like that so uh he played his freshman year he had fumbling issues and last year like again you said he he saw some time but um he got redshirted so looking at a redshirt sophomore with three more years uh and again it's never been about the talent it's always been about the consistency and if he can pick up uh the schemes and everything like that and the calls 
So again, I, I see this year uh, we might use them when we need them. Maybe in some some game situations, uh, people are banged up. But I see a situation where again he's just probably helping on special teams. And um, yeah, I mean I wouldn't expect too much from him, but it doesn't mean he doesn't have the talent. It's just again just, a just crowded always, crowded position. It's crowded. Yeah, again, it's crowded. And like I said, I, I hate to talk about these guys like they have no talent or they shouldn't be on the team, but we just are that yeah, I loaded. Think, uh, we're, we're top heavy. And so, mm. well, it is what it is, right? How about, right. how about, how about we get into, and here's some of the bruisers now. We're getting into it. Sophomore 5'10, 213 pound Jarvion Howard, log 327 yards and 4.6 per carry last, uh, Last year, sophomore, uh, mm-hmm. short yardage and goal line specialist, as he is listed here at Syracuse.com, and he led all running backs with seven touchdowns uh, on 68 carries. So, right, uh, which is well, the goal line specialist tag. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he was he was better than advertised and expected last year. Obviously, there was that you know we we, we questioned how good he was going to be because how strong he was in his body, Just how and big his coming- legs are. Oh yeah, and coming from a small small spot out in Mississippi that he might have been under recruited, and he came in and pretty much kind of proved all that. He's here in a mission, and so far, I'd say I would check off season one as a success. <laughs> and um, again, he's only going to get you know, more fit, more strong, and learn this playbook a little bit more. He's I got think three right years now. Left. Oh, yeah. And again, we're top heavy and they do have obviously our senior and a junior ahead of him. But again, uh, like you said, he has got three years left and he as a fresh, true freshman, led all running backs in touchdowns, correct? Rushing yeah, touchdowns. seven. Yeah. So, right. So, Rushing, again, yeah. I look for him to, you know, come in for some relief, some maybe end of the game garbage time, you know, being lead back inside the 20s. But. In normal game, close game type stuff, he's going to be the goal line guy. He's going to be the guy when you get inside the red zone that is going to see the wall. And you he's, know, he he's did... not a guy that's going to be easy to stop either, even though you know it's coming. I mean, no. he's a freaking yeah, bulldozer. He, he, yeah, he proved that, <laughs> especially if you have someone like Chris Elmore that's going to be in front of you lead blocking. Like, Yeah, I mean, forget it. I mean, it could be... <laughs> That's tough. It's, it's, That's tough, man. It's brutal. It's brutal, dude. It's like getting right. steamrolled. Um, right. Now, we have one of our transfers we're going to talk about um, in in this category for running backs is Abdul Adams, Richard uh, Jr., 5'11", 202 pounds. He was a former four-star prospect, uh, transferred from Oklahoma, and he did play in the Camper World Bowl because he, because he uh, transferred early enough last year. Right. And he logged a couple touchdowns there. And um, I think he's going to get... You know he's going to be the he's going to be the second guy, and I think by the time this season's coming to a close, getting towards bowl time, I think he's competing for for half the carries. That's just maybe, maybe I'm thinking uh, he's that I good. Mean, he's that good though. Yeah, you could very well you could very well be right. You know, I I think uh, I don't know. I felt some sort of way a little bit last year about in uh, the bowl game. I don't know if we've ever even talked about this really, but I just felt like. Like Strickland and Moniel got him there, and Abdul Adams got a lot of burn. A lot of a lot of stuff looked forced. A lot of what, Joe? To to, a lot of what, Joe? A lot of shh. But um, well, you weren't gonna owe a fortune to the swear jar. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I've been there, done that. I'm saving quarters. Um, <laughs> 
but <laughs> no, nah, but oh, but again, he was he was good, but again, he didn't he didn't have the same average that he did like at Oklahoma or anything like that. So not to say one way or another, he scored two touchdowns, but I wasn't overly overly impressed by his runs in the bowl game. But again, I do know the talents there, and I do know that. He's going to be a guy that, like again, is going to be competing for the majority of the carries. But again, I think Moniel and him knowing the blocking scheme and the way that he runs, you know, where he can pass or he can catch and you know pass block and run, he can do it all. And I think that's his senior year. Um, I don't see him surpassing Moniel, but again, I can definitely see it being real, real close to fifty-fifty. I can, I can see it being close to fifty-fifty. And here's Man. another thing that works, and we're going to talk about Moniel in a second, but. This is having a guy like Abdul Adams behind you on the depth chart is 100% motivation for right. Monio. Right. And Oh yeah, 100%. He, he could just beast it this year. Right. And bar an injury, God forbid. But um, you know, it's good. Competition breeds success and yeah. it also breeds um, it it brings out the best. In everybody, right. Com- as good far competition. As, and, yeah, as far as sports go, yeah. the cream rises to the top. So right, and going back to what I was saying, obviously, if Abdul Adams is going to get the start and carry that much, then obviously he did something during those month or few weeks of practice, you know, between the bowl game and the end of the season, to where he proved himself. So again, he came out of nowhere, and uh, I didn't expect that. I don't think most people did. Um, so, yeah, that just proved that he wanted it and, and he was hungry. And, like, again, hopefully he's got that same mentality and he's pushing Moniel to be better every single day. Absolutely. And then probably pushing each other and without a doubt, without a doubt. Because right. Abdul wants mm-hmm. it and so does Mo. So that's that. Uh, speaking of Moniel, senior, 5'11", 195 pounds, California, or California, North Carolina native. Yeah, not even uh, close. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was that was a miscue. Can we just get uh, it the same time he, zone? He averaged 5.6 yards a carry last season, and he did finish the season with a team high 869 yards rushing, and just barely behind Jarvion with five touchdowns. So I felt like he had more than that, but um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> he's his his motivation this year, without a doubt, is. A thousand yard rushing season. Yeah. And it's a it's a goal. It's been since what? Two thousand twelve? Two thousand eleven? Since Syracuse. Jerome, Jerome Smith. Okay, you don't remember what year it was. All right, but anyway. <laughs> nope. <laughs> anyway, he wants to be the next one. And uh how do you see it, Joe? That's where you talk and not <laughs> I caught I caught Joe uh mid slug, so my yep, bad. Go ahead. <laughs> It's all right. It gave me time to think. <laughs> no, it's. I oh honestly think he's going to get awful close. I know how it's tough for me to get in between this whole you and Tyler, um, you know, bet and whole thing that we that we had there going on. But um, I was, just don't see. I was going against the green because it's my nature. Uh, I just, yeah, I know. I, I know. just had I to know. do it. I, get, I, I had to do look, it, I, but. The thousand yard thing is not going to be easy with a guy like Abdul Adams no, chomping at your heels. But that's what I was talking about with Tristan Jackson too. I, it's just one of those when you can when a defense doesn't know who your number one is or who you're going to give the ball to or throw the ball to, then that's a positive for that offense Absolutely, and a positive yeah. for that offensive coordinator. So having those options, you know, it helps the offense, but again, it hurts 
the individual stats. And that's not a bad thing. It's, as far as a fan goes, because I don't, I don't know about you, but I care about <clears throat> wins and losses, not who gets yeah. a thousand receiving yards or I, a thousand I, rushing yards. Yeah, I'm 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 a hundred percent on that on that boat with you, bro. I don't care either. I want W's. Yeah, if yeah. it was up to me, every receiver would have six sixty catches for seven hundred yards and five touchdowns, and that would be great. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that's a successful backs. season for Tommy DeVito. Absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm not saying every receiver, but you know, I mean, there's only 25 three. receivers on that. I'm team. not talking about the whole depth chart, Sean. <laughs> Come on. Uh, well, well, yeah. So it's going to be the the point is is it's going to be a freaking blast, and I mean, will they live up to the hype? That's the that's the big question. As coach, you know, individuals might not, but I guarantee you, there's somebody, a couple, a few of those players are going to live up to the hype and step up. Oh, absolutely. Because if those top two absolutely. don't, if top two don't, the next two are ready. Absolutely, and that's what's great about um, the college football roster. Really, I mean, you got how many players, Joe? All the 85. Nine, 85, 90? Yeah. So well, eighty-five scholarship players. But eighty-two. I thought it was. Yeah, it was eighty-five. Okay, I thought it was yep. eighty-two. It's eighty-five. No, we have 82 now. Oh, okay. All right. So we got, okay. That's the number you got stuck in your head. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, well, that was fun. And hopefully we can get by, get these done a little quicker. Hopefully the news slows down a little bit. So we're like planning this Why? episode. Why? Well, because we're planning this episode and we're like, yeah, I'll we'll probably get, no, wait, let's do a 20, 20 minute, 30 minute episode, get done real quick. Joe's got softball practice tonight. So we'll just knock one out real quick. And uh, here we are, 40 minutes, and um, we're just finishing up. So, I mean, You're welcome. it's fine. <laughs> Working our fingers to the bone here for you guys, and uh, we love it. So, that is hey, all. Dude, you got to change. You got to change with, with the news, man. I know. You can't just I leave d- it out because it came out today. We got to keep going, bro. I know, bro. I know. Uh, so, that is it, Joe. Anything to top it off? You have anything? No. Okay. No, no, I'm all set, bro. Perfect. That's great. So, (laughs) 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 thank you to SeatGeek. Thank you to my bookie. Thank you to all of you who are listening. Uh, Thanks to James on guitar. And is that all? That's all. I think that's it. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate.
gate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.